Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks in a galaxy far, far away. A long, long time ago. Or maybe now. It's Sif Bob. The pain you go through for the art of the show. <laughs> you know, lately after you've done that, you break into this cough fit. And I'm like losing you, it. You kind of like curl up in the yeah, corner. Yeah, I'm losing it. I may have to stop doing it. I, I'm, I'm losing well, the yeah. ability to do that voice. It's we weird. We need to get you one of those it's weird. M- masks that we saw in Star Wars. like <laughs> Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like the Bane mask kind of a thing <laughs> where go. all you have to do is just cover your mouth and talk. Nice. I I'm like just it. saying, maybe it's an I like option. It. It, just some sort of electronic, you know, uh, effect would work well. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, Sift Pop, episode number 27. We will be talking Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, as well as some other Star Wars stuff. We're going to talk about trailer culture and possibly go back. I think what we're going to do is we've gone back and watched the trailers for Star Wars. So we're going to talk a little bit about how trailers impact how you see something, that kind of stuff as well, and of course, our buried treasure. Uh, joining me as always is Danae. Hello! And we were hoping to have uh, our friend Captain Logan with us today. Scheduling conflicts, delays, those kind of things have happened, so uh, we're going to connect with him as soon as, as we can. And we may... T- Actually, I believe Captain Logan may be available right now. Let's, let's see if... Let's see if this works. That's all right. Let's see. Um... Perhaps Captain Logan will not be joining us. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, what we'd like to do, if he cannot join us for this show, uh, we're going to connect with him, try to work out the audio kinks, and then have him join us for the spoiler cast, which we do after the live show. So Danae and I will chat Star Wars. We'll get him on the line, and we'll chat Star Wars spoilers, which I should say right off the bat, not doing that here. No, There no. will be no spoiling of Star Wars in this podcast what i think one of my favorite parts of interacting with star wars uh is there was so much buzz leading up to this movie and so many different things that were released there were teaser trailers then there was the official trailer there were reaction videos that were posting and all of this various stuff and the excitement is very real and it's 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 great but i don't like to watch trailers so every single time i've gone to the movies i usually wait outside before going into the theater mm-hmm. so i don't have to see anything so I went in to be able to see Star Wars with pretty much just no idea of what, what was going to happen. And um, I loved that. And I'm thankful that I was able to to do that. So we don't want to spoil it for you in case you're trying to do the same thing. So we're, we're going to kind of just keep it light. We're calling it the unsullied movement, you know, where you go to movies unsullied. Uh, unsullied. Mo- hashtag unsullied. Uh, Captain Logan says he's fixed the recording source. We should try again. Captain Logan, okay. you've joined us. Hey, I'm sorry I'm late. Hi, guys. Hey, we have, we're just glad to have you on and be able to chat a little bit of Star Wars together. Uh, yeah, man. The Force Awakens. So this is, of course, the seventh Star Wars movie uh, to be released, uh, a movie many thought was never going to come after George Lucas released the prequels and with the response to those, but Disney bought uh, the Star Wars property and have invested in a new system where they're releasing 7, 8, and 9, as well as these individual movies kind of interspersed in there. And so now we live in a world where there's Star Wars movies coming out all the time. And, and I'm really excited about one. that. And, uh, and so obviously the expectations are huge. The hype is huge. Let's just one at a time say uh, kind of our general reaction. Did you like it, love it, it was okay, didn't like it, or hated it? What do you think, Cap? You go first. I loved it. Danae? I loved it. I loved it. It is so good. It's such a fun movie. Yeah, it really is. It's one of those movie-going experiences that you come away from. I remember having this experience with the first Avengers as well, where you come away from just going, man, that was a blast. That was so much fun. Uh, What was your experience, Cap? 
Well, I am deeply frustrated because this movie is doing, I think, exactly what it ought to be doing, and I just don't want to have to wait. It, it, <laughs> it just, just drives me absolutely insane. This is the... Uh, th- th- this this is like definitively a first part of a three act story, and it's doing exactly what Empire did, uh, but from the beginning, knowing it's gonna do well enough to have more movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it so like without giving anything away, and this is such a hard thing to talk about without spoiling stuff. But the uh, but you get to the end, and it's not remotely over, and it's it's basically just you know it's an introductory act, and I don't want to sit around and wait. Oh no! That it definitely has. It's it's definitely a cliffhanger, and it definitely leaves you wanting to see more. Uh, both because you want to know what's going to happen next in the story, but also because you just want to be in this world again. It's such a fun world to be in. These new characters. Aaron, that was are, the that was the fastest two hours I've spent in the theater. In a I long agree. Time, right? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I I was like. As we were kind of getting close, I'm like, we have to be coming to a close, and I am okay with staying in the theater as long as I possibly can. In fact, one of the first things I said when I was there, I was like, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like in my seat yelling for them it to was do like it again. Like you were the like the little girl on her daddy's lap. He's doing like the horsey like exactly. you know, bouncing, and he's like, again, again. Oh, it was so it was such a fun yeah. it was such a fun ride. And no matter when you see it, if it's like. The opening weekend, you know, this weekend, if you can get tickets and you want to go see it right whenever it's initially hitting theaters, but it doesn't matter when you go see it. Just make sure you go see it. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. And I will mention as well, um, I will mention that, again, we're going to do a spoiler cast after this that will air in the podcast feed. So if you want to, if you've seen it and you want more, you know, kind of to get a little more into depth, we are going to do that. Um, I will also challenge you on one thing, Cap, which is you said it's not even remotely an ending. I actually think this story in this movie does have a conclusion point. It's just not a conclusion point to the overall themes and story of what's going on. No, it certainly does. And the original Star Wars had that. And, and of course, you know, Empire did to a degree, too. And I actually just did a, a long analysis on Empire and made exactly that same point where I was like, it's always considered the second part of the story. But then here's what the three act structure structure is of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it still has that. But I feel like just like with the original trilogy, when we get all of this, we're going to look back and be like, oh, these character arcs aren't finished, are they? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's really exciting to see where it goes next. Um, they say in the chat that it must be pretty good because it's prevented us from devoting this patio, which is podcast and radio, by the way. I think you mean Radicast. Uh, to uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought about either <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks or Star Wars. Actually, when I was walking out in the line, you know, was still snaking out for the next show last night. Uh, I, I told the guys in line, I said, you are going to love Alvin and the Chipmunks. It is so good. They thought that was funny. They kind of laughed at me. My husband was, no, my husband was joking around about accidentally spoiling it. And then Aaron, you started joking around because you're the only person in the entire theater who'd already seen the movie. Yeah. Because you got to go to one of the special screeners in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And so Aaron was joking around about standing up in the theater and announcing to everyone that he has already seen the movie and how much would he be paid to not spoil it for everybody. <laughs> I was like, you will die in this theater. I think what I tweeted was, I'm thinking about yelling a spoiler in this crowded theater. I wonder what my wife will do with the insurance money. Yeah. <laughs> you will be the first person in the history of the world that's been beaten to death by plastic <laughs> lightsabers. That's right. That'll, that'll uh, go down in history because of it. Well, let's get a that little... That is front page news right That is there. right. Actually, I'm sure it would be. You know, before we kind of get even more into our thoughts, I just wanted to mention that I just saw a headline that said that Star Wars... Uh, the Force of Weekends has a record fifty-seven million dollars opening night. Just opening night. Just one night. Seven p.m. on. Not not fifty-seven weekend. million. Fifty-seven million. Most movies would gasp at fifty-seven million for Total. an entire weekend. There there have been successful movies that that was their entire take. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's an incredible. And I think I think what makes me feel good about this is normally my mo is to if there's a movie that has this much hype completely avoid it because i just is like whatever it's great great Mm -hmm. and that's why i haven't seen a lot of great movies is because that's usually my my but having been forced to see it (laughs) for the for the show Uh, i didn't actually you will you will you will see this movie you will (laughs) yes 
I will. I you will, will see this movie. movie. Yes, I will. Wow, you're a strong Jedi, Captain. I'm. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> calling Danae small-minded. And I did it over. And I did it over microphone. You That's did amazing. so good. And it's incredible. Yeah, like even Darth Vader needs a screen. <laughs> but. Having been a part of this opening experience, it is worth the hype. Like it is, it a, is. a really great uh, movie put together, and I guess kind of launching into some of our thoughts here, our favorite things. Maybe we'll go get to a couple of things we didn't like here in just a moment. And again, no spoilers. I I was really impressed with every single part of how this was put together. Um, if you've been listening to any of the reviews from kind of anything that's come out, a lot of people are saying the same thing, and I can I can agree with it. It has enough of the original Star Wars flavor to it that it just feels really comfortable. And then at the same time, like there's a good mixture of, uh, I, I guess, new technology and old technology. Like they, they're still doing kind of fun old Star Wars type stuff. You're still seeing... Yeah, you know, the practical effects in this are are, are obvious but wonderful. Right. You know, you feel like that it's exactly what it should be. They didn't go all the way over into complete CG. They still have this really interesting, beautiful, interactive, you know, technology that they're passing around and just their environment that they're in and props and things like that. Um, and the CG integration is nearly seamless, at least when you're talking about like tech and space battles and stuff. The only place where it's really noticeable is in some characters' faces when you have CG characters, and that's kind of just a limitation of doing that. And anytime they had a CG character instead of something practical, it was like the only way you could probably accomplish what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, and even some of the CG characters that you see, uh, you know, there's a, a couple of really interesting creatures, which is again one of the cool things about Star Wars is they've gone back in and they've really had fun with you know we're, we're used to seeing these really interesting creatures you mm -hmm. know um it, whether they're at a bar or out at, in the environment somewhere there's all these planets with all these different creatures you know now we get to see a whole new selection of them and even those themselves even though they're cg they look really fantastic so anyway from start to finish on this one i was really having a fantastic time which i was I wasn't know if I was surprised about it, but I was totally caught up from the opening sequence. So those are the effects. Uh, let's transition into acting because I think that's my favorite part of this movie was this new cast that they found. I I was blown away by Daisy Ridley. I she that's owned Ray. Ray, the character is Ray, and again we won't go into any spoilers plot wise, but she absolutely owned me in this movie. I thought she was perfect. And I liked I liked John Boyega. I loved Oscar Isaac as Poe. Uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver was great. Um, I just, I, I really love this new cast, but I think the standout is is Daisy Ridley. I, th I thought she was amazing. What did you guys think about the acting? I have to agree with you. You know, Daisy herself, there's something really interesting about seeing a female character on the screen that... Um, it had, I don't know, it's like you you kind of, after seeing movies for a long time or whatever, you kind of say you've seen it all before or whatever. It felt new, didn't but, it? But yeah, it Her did. Her type it, of feminism yeah, felt new. It did. It felt it felt like somebody who was, there's a lot going on inside of this character's mind. A lot of history and backstory and stuff that that they thankfully don't spend tons and tons and tons of time going into and dredging up details but you can see it in the way that she's emoting and you can feel it in the way that she's thinking there's just a lot of uns there's a lot unsaid in this movie that still has its own character i guess mm. is the best way to say that and i think that it, it really plays to her acting ability that i felt a strong person uh going a, a person going through a lot of emotions whether there was you know strength and weakness and all that stuff they didn't play too much in one element i think it that's really what it is. is a complex character i think that's the beauty of the character is it's not meant to be feministic in any way it's just a person in in she yeah. is just herself i and really so related her, whatever to that. her strength is whatever her weaknesses are it's just hers it's not because she's a girl you know, yeah. and, and, and importantly, that's continuing on our tradition because Princess Leia had exactly that same thing. That's a good point. That's a fair point. I think that's the difference. The difference is that Leia was also a love interest, so like they managed to balance that with her. And I'm not convinced moving forward that she won't be at some point. Right. We don't. Yeah. But, 
But that doesn't mean like love interest for another character. That means like two people that fall in love, and <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Like right, you know, right, just right. a couple of protagonists that you like that are you, that are doing that. But um, but it, it's a it's a step forward from the Leia thing because uh, one of the things I always loved, especially about Empire, is that Princess Leia is. Um, is, is again just a person and nobody treats her any differently and it's, it's especially cool because she's a princess when you think of princesses you think of like the furthest extent of femininity right and uh, and 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 here, um, you almost have to keep reminding yourself of of her uh, of her gender. Like it's not it's not important. You're, you're not you're not exactly. thinking about that. And yet and yet it's not like she's like a tomboy or like really masculine nope. or, nope. or anything. Not at all. Um, she you just you just like her. You're not thinking about that kind of stuff. Exactly. exactly. That is exactly it. And that's really hard to do because it seems like movies are always saying something. With There's expectations, characters. right? Yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. And, they, and they feel like there's if they if they have a you know, a strong female character in a lead that they have, uh, like, like some kind of a um, responsibility to make a big point and, right. you know, rally people behind them and say, look how progressive we are. And this, this movie isn't doing that. It just, and, 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 and again, I, th- I think it's just really important to know that Star Wars was doing that in 1977 <laughs> and 1980. I would like to also mention the comfortable correlation between storylines and between I mean we're we're back in the Star Wars world um it feels like it's supposed to feel like you know but then there's also like you're mentioning captain there's these really beautiful correlations there's these similarities between the the movies of that we've watched and loved and similar storylines and features throughout this entire movie and it's not heavy it's not like it relies on a character points or plot points but it's almost like just a nod to that and i really enjoyed that there's a few things that i'm like ah this is familiar you know not just because we're in star wars you know realm but because i've seen this before and i'm glad to see it again well in the originals did those echoes really well too? And right. I would call them echoes. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. That's good. I mean, there are some references too. Right? right. There, there are absolutely those little winks that happen through this movie. Like, hey, did you see you know mm-hmm. this in the original movies and whatever. But overall, a lot of the things you're talking about are echoes of the original plot or the original structure or some part of you know kind of how that works. And, and they're all throughout this movie. So much so. That I think it may actually be a negative for some people. Mm-hmm. I think some people will come away going, "They just copied a New Hope." Yeah. You know? maybe. And, well, and it, when we get into spoilers and stuff, and I guess you know, you know, this, I, I guess I'm revealing a, a negative for me already, but uh, that's working like 75 percent of the time for me. There are there are definitely places where I think that we're maybe ramping that a little bit too far. Where it's really working is where the context is different. So mm. you've got so you've got those a, a lot of those same like like as you said beats and homages uh, to things, but where where it's really impressing me and where it gets really sophisticated is when it's within an entirely different story context yeah. and its familiarity yes. is is actually heightening um, what I'm watching and making it um, in you know in in a way uh, like like less callable. I agree with you on which that. Which is really which is which is really impressive because what you would expect would be to see a thing you've seen before and okay, now I know where this is going. Right. And we'll we'll repeat a, a thing. Um we'll we'll repeat a beat and then um because that's happening suddenly in this entirely different context, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like yeah. it's subverting my expectations with that. So that's so that's really important and you have to expect some of that. Um this being the first Forward progressing Star Wars movie since 1983. You, you, this has to be a tribute film at the same time, and you have to find a way to balance those things. I'm really excited to to feel the same feeling that I, I remember having when I watched Star Wars as a kid. Of I want to be a part of a big thing too, and this movie does yeah. a really good job. I mean, The Force Awakens in and of itself is something like an awakening that's happening, and you're in the theater and you're feeling awakened because you're back in the world, and you also are watching these uh, this this group of people trying to make a difference in their world. Just can you see that in movies, no matter what. Anytime, anytime we choose to zoom in on a storyline of any kind. There is a human being or a character trying to make something in their world work. So in general, this isn't really spoiling anything. It's just these characters are trying to make a difference in their in their world. But seeing how how they make it an intricate thing, you know, one person over here makes a difference to one person over here. And it's just like all of a sudden you're sitting in the theater, at least I was going, 
you also such an interesting, this is like speaking to my soul right now. You know, yes, this is fantastic and it's huge and, you know, there's great explosions and, you know, action sequences and it feels right and it it's all seamlessly coming together and it's not jarring and I'm not confused. There's all those things, sure. But the center of it, like, I feel like I just got empowered by the story. You know what I'm mm, saying? And that's yeah. the other thing I really wanted to make sure to mention is that I found it to be not only beautiful, but really inspiring, too. And I think a lot of that has to do with the themes, too. There's some really powerful themes in this movie, uh, and and not not so subtle at times. You know, I think uh, J.J. is is not afraid to lay those, <clears throat> lay those out on the table and say, you know, this is what this is about. You can talk more about that in, in kind of the spoiler section, but... He also does a good job of letting the character have flaws and talking just straight gut level, here's what I'm struggling with, and then moving into this next part, too, which yeah. I think is great. Yeah, yeah, just like the original trilogy, it knows when to make things explicit and when to leave things up to us. Right. So we're so we, the audience, are allowed to um, have our own read on things and wonder why certain things are happening that feel like, you know, we trust it. We feel like there's, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a reason for it, but we don't have the whole picture yet. So there are certain things where you're like, I'm not, I'm not real sure why that's there yet, but it's not, it's not a pride. It's in a good way. And then, and then just like, just like, uh, again, especially with empire. And I'm comparing this and empire a lot because tonally they have similarities and because the same guy wrote them. Uh, but, but like, but like Empire, um, has a lot of places where it's, it's kind of a little bit cryptic and you get to have your own read on it. And this has that too. But then when things need to be explicit and we, it, it, it makes sure to tell us what we need to know. You say, uh, the guy who, uh, wrote, uh, Empire also wrote this. I think, uh, JJ co-wrote this as well, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like he was, sorry, but he was, he, he was like a co-writer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, we had a a question in the live chat that I wanted to bring up because uh, it's a good place to kind of move here since we've talked a little bit about the action, uh, about pacing. Um, they felt that the pacing was a little bit off, that there were times, um, where it felt like there was too much downtime. I didn't have that experience. Actually. I I thought the, the action scenes came, uh, came exactly when I needed them. Like I was ready for them and enjoyed them. And then I was ready to be down for a little bit. And then another one came. I, I really thought the pacing worked well for me. What did you guys think? There was well, you, Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. You need you need downtime in a movie like this because it's a because we're supposed to care about these characters. Um, it's not it's not just about flying around and stuff. Uh, we're not going to care about the action unless we're invested in these people. Right. And some of the some of the best moments and some of some of my favorite scenes in this are uh, are, are just like, like again with the originals where you've got characters uh, just sitting sitting around and talking to each other and feeling each other out. That's where the levity comes. Uh, it's it's really easy to make these things get too heavy uh, because you're fighting a big evil scary oppressive empire that's in you know and. Uh, and, and an extension of it here, uh, and and they're essentially Nazis. So I mean, like you, you have to uh, you, you have to have that downtime in order to also make it a you know fun, enjoyable experience. As far as pacing goes, um, I thought everything was really deliberate, and then toward the third act, I got a little bit lost in some of the action, a, a, a little bit. I mean, it wasn't a big thing, but mm-hmm. some of the, but, but toward, see, I'm trying not to spoil things toward the end. Um, there, there, there were, there was uh, one scene in particular that was just, that just went a little bit longer than I think it needed to. I love so the pacing I see what they're of it. Saying, I, I, I like the pacing of it, but what I noticed and um, without, you know, again, no specifics, they would, uh, so the complicated part of doing a movie where there's all these different pieces, like you were saying, Captain, we've got the Republic, we've got the resistance, Oh wait, wait! Is it the Republic? The the one? Yeah. The Republic. Yeah. The yeah, bad yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, no, the Republic. No, 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 no. The, the good guys. The, you, the you have the new Republic. So, so, so original trilogy had the old Republic. No, we got the new and one. The, and this was the old uh, expanded universe too that was decanonicized. That there's there's a new Republic after um a, after the Empire. And but then you also, like you said, have a Resistance on top of it. So so we, the stormtroopers Nazi scene. What are yeah. those, what's that group called? The First Order. The First, the first order. order. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got the First Order. We've got several bad guys in that group, and then we've got the Resistance. We've got several good guys in this group, and then you've got these new people, and they're all coming in in, in playing. And you've got uh, other people that are coming along. And as a director, you know, we're for the movie pacing, we're, we ha- we're introduced to these people in these various sections, and then they all kind of like merge together, and they're not all in the same place at the same time. So where the pacing 
I noticed things is when we would sometimes leave one story to go pick up with another person when there was still action happening or there was still something happening. Right, intercut. Right, with with those people. And um, That happens a lot in the third act. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a couple times I was just like, it feels like, because we're used to it, like, hop to it, we're going to go jump over here. And so the characters jump up and run across screen to go do something and, and we're trained to go along with them, but then no, we're slicing the screen over and now we're going to a different scene and then we're settling into that scene. I did notice that. Yeah. But it's a, it's was, a little nonlinear that way. But there was something comforting about it being different. There was something mm-hmm. like, oh, this feels like, you know, kind of like an old school way of doing it. You know, you've even mm-hmm. got the screen crosses. So that was fine. It, it is it is an old school way of doing it. And, and again, I don't mean to be a broken record, but that's also in the originals where right. you've got. Uh, and it's not something I noticed until I sat down and did an analysis of one. Because when I'm when I'm doing uh, a. a uh, one of my rewind videos, I take out screenshots and I was looking at my uh, folder of all these screenshots that I took from Empire and it's got, and, and I'm, and I'm, so I'm kind of looking at the scenes and stills and I didn't realize just how much the uh, Vader showdown with Luke at the end is broken up. Like, like it's in three chunks. Wow. Yeah, it really is. Between it. So, so what, what you're describing is, is, text- is traditional yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. It's textbook. Yeah. And I love, that that's that's part of the thing that I like so I don't know that I noticed the pacing really you know um, but I did notice how it was pieced together and I was really enjoying being shown the story in whatever way they wanted to tell it to me because I was having such a great time I've heard both of you reference this so we'll go here next because both of you have brought it up the humor in this movie uh, I think uh, Cap you mentioned levity and uh, to name it you mentioned a part you thought was funny uh, the thing I appreciated, appreciated most about the humor in this movie is it didn't solely rely on inside jokes uh, there are sometimes when you're dealing with a property like this, it's so easy to do those audience winks and get your laughs that way. The humor in this movie was really clever mm-hmm. and really tied to the story in a lot yeah. of places too. Yeah. And I thought that makes it even more resonant. Do you know, you know? what I loved about well, it? Well, and it makes it more realistic because that's yes. that's real life. You know, yeah. we, it we, is. We, we we joke when we're trying to deflect tension, but we you know, but also like people just you know that know each other and have had experiences, they're going to have those inside things. I don't know if. I can really say this. This is a really tough thing. Like, you know, you grow up with Star Wars, you know Star Wars. It's a really weird thing to look at critically. But um, I have a tough time not thinking that somebody that has never seen any Star Wars movie at all would could watch this and enjoy it despite yeah. references. Oh, totally. I, I, I really think that. And the places where it is referencing things, I as far as, like, characters, like, like calling back to things that they both experienced but you didn't. It's such a realized world, and these are relationships that we buy. That I don't know that you totally would even have to know what they were talking about. Well, I mean, it would be a different. It would be a different experience. But once you went back and watched them, it would be layered. Now you go back and look at it, and now you're seeing it on a different level. But like, I think it's watchable by potentially anybody. I agree, which with I'm you very completely. surprised to say. But like, it's such a new status quo, and it's kind of forging its own tone while still having you know the residuals from what we had before. And I just I don't know how they're accomplishing that, but it kind of feels like that. But then I don't know because I because I do know that material. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say for sure because we are so familiar with it. But I I agree with you. Uh, Well, that was one of my my first thoughts as well was a a new Star Wars fan will fall in love with this universe from this movie and will completely get it and understand it. I even feel that people who are huge Star Wars fans when they go into this are going to be surprised by how much fun they have. And I think part of it is the humor, because when we are introduced to like a new character or something, the way that they are have written the script is to allow the character to be, have existed before we saw them on screen. Their first yes. moment on screen is not the first moment that they've lived. They've been living for a while. They have a fully developed sense of humor. They have a fully developed, you know, everything. So like when when one of them will crack a joke or something or be themselves and, and part of their personality is just naturally funny, which is a great... I mean, when you can find as an actor, actress who can deliver a personality and they all do and they every one of them does yeah i mean this is a everybody is really really good but they are funny naturally funny just by being their own character oh it just it sings on screen and here we're seeing it all together and you've got rows and rows of star wars fans there on opening night cracking up not because of some silly joke that they're forcing but like 
genuine laughter from characters, genuine laughter from a, a really funny beat, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a mixture of humor in there. So whether it's, you know, something that you're used to seeing or not used to seeing, I think that part of the humor really does weave itself through this movie enough, not too much, but it weaves itself through enough that no matter who you are, you feel like you're a part of it. Because when people can laugh together or laugh at each other, you know, that really is a great bonding experience. I f- well, Danae, Danae, can I, real quick, could I use that to springboard and tell you my favorite thing about this? Because I because I, I didn't because I didn't really get one earlier, and there's, there's an important point I want to make, which is these new characters are not generic. Yeah. And I and I kind of going in wasn't sure what that what that was going to be like and how invested I would be in them. And the what Danae, what you're what you're describing with people like maybe laughing despite themselves and being surprised by that is that they're invested in these people. They right. like 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 they're falling in love with these new characters yeah. just like they fell in love with our mainstays for our mainstays from the original trilogy and um I I like 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 that 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 uh, that really surprised me. I mean like like uh we are the the majority of the action and and by action I just mean the stuff happening in the movie um, is with these new people and it is kind of a passing of the tor- torch movie to a degree and like and like I care about them from the beginning like I like I buy them hook line and sinker yeah. and they feel like they feel like new classic heroes and when Aaron when you were uh, when you were describing you know Ray earlier um she immediately feels like a a, a a brand new I don't want to say a brand new archetype but like kinda kinda but kinda yeah. yeah yeah no I think that that's a great that's a really really great point and and I. Finn's the same way. Uh, Poe, I think, is not quite a brand new archetype. Poe, not, po not yet, but that's just because, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that in spoilers. We'll talk in about fact, that I was later. thinking when we were talking about humor, I'm almost most excited to do spoilers so I can talk about which jokes you guys thought were the funniest because there are so many that were so great. Um, I'm excited to talk about that. So we are going to be doing our spoilers and just a quick reminder, if you want to hear our full conversation on thoughts, including plot lines and things like that, it will be in your iTunes or Stitcher podcast feed for Sift Pop. S I F T P O P. Let's chat a little bit about Patreon, and uh, then we'll we'll shift into maybe some of the things we we didn't like. Um, Patreon is how this podcast is supported, uh, and we have a Patreon through us, Aaron and Danae. So if you go to Patreon.com/slash Aaron and Danae, you can support monthly. What goes on here? There are perks for doing that, and at certain levels, we add a, a new podcast. In to fact, the podcast network. So Sift Pop is one of the podcasts that are that you helped launch. Yep. So this is the twenty seventh episode. That means uh, you know twenty seven of these Sift Pop episodes exist because of your help. And we do have other goals on the horizon. So head to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae, or you can find a quick link at our website, AaronAndDanae.com, and you can check out to see the next major milestone for the Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. <laughs> Usually we would shift into maybe talking about a TV show, something like that for the second half. But this movie's so big. There's so much to talk about. Let's keep keep going. Let's, and it's all anybody cares about this. Yeah, movie. it really is. It's I mean, a major it, it's, thing. It is, it is huge. So let's kind of shift into the things that maybe didn't sit right with you. And um, uh, I can start, actually, because I have one that we haven't really talked about yet. Well, we kind of talked about the CG a little bit. When the CG was character-based... It took me out of the movie just a little bit because of... Oh, so you have you had what I had, but it bothered you more. Yes. Yeah. It was like okay. it, it stood out in a way. I, I thought it was well done and well realized and certainly as well done, if not better than you'll see in, in other movies when they have a you know fully CG character. Um, only exception being uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I, I still am blown away by how realistic the CG apes in that movie are. Yeah, I, I can't get my mind around that. Yeah. I think, although, with that, not to get too into that, but with that, it helps that they're not human beings. True, true. Because, I mean, like, you can make a ape face look like, because you can hide stuff with fur and stuff. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Uh, but there are two very specific, and again, we won't spoil anything, but there are two specific characters in this um, that we can talk about in the spoilers that when they were on screen, I went, oh, that's different, and so it distracted me a little bit. That was probably the only negative thing uh, that really stood out in the movie to me. My negative... Aaron, Aaron, were you not thinking Harry Potter a little bit? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was thinking Harry Potter so hard with one character in particular. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, today. That's okay. Um, I have, If I have a negative, uh, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. It, it's obvious to anyone watching that there are a couple of CG characters, and yes, they're obviously different than 
you know, our our main characters. If I'm going to get super, super, super nitpicky, and this is like, <laughs> this is, I, I liked, I liked this movie too much to really even have a mm-hmm. negative. Um, this is so funny. I'm such a dork. Uh, one thing that I I didn't like is that when um the Kylo Ren character, which mm-hmm. is the one that has the mask on, and he has like the the voice that's sort of mm-hmm. Bane like, his voice was so starkingly different and therefore louder than the human character voices it's like the audio mix could have mm. been a little bit different like you need to bring him down a little bit or bring the human up a little bit because it's almost like there was just a couple of scenes where i was like you are so loud buddy so this is like, i didn't I, even think of that well and, and then because then what it sounds like because bane had this too um interestingly since you said that because because then it feels like the, the voice isn't even in the room you know, yeah. It's like we added it later, so it's not. It's not just that it's too loud. It's that it sounds like he's not there. Right, and that because it's added into the mix instead of the room. Mm-hmm. That jarred me. That jarred me out just, uh, just a little bit. Jar jarred you a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. I didn't oh, even think. No. <laughs> good, good one, Boss Nash. <laughs> and I, I really did not like that this movie ended. Okay, Aaron, your turn. <laughs> No, why am I not true. still at the theater watching? Oh yeah, man, it was so fun. Really, why couldn't this? Why couldn't this movie have been a thirteen-hour Netflix show that was played <laughs> oh my in the theater? I would so watch this movie like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of want to do the thing I do with books sometimes, which is oh, I'm not even going to see the second one until I can see all of them back to back, and just like <laughs> you just absorb yourself in the world, right? See, one, you- one of the things I think is great about the title is that I dare anyone to fall asleep the first time. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. What about you, Cap? What, what's uh, some of the, the negatives that, that you could possibly pull out? So impossible to say very much without talking about details, but uh, I, a lot of my reservations are things that could very well be cleared up on a, on a second viewing, and this is one of those things where obviously you just let this movie wash over you, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was difficult to like like while I was watching it, I had to keep stopping myself because I was like, okay, don't 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 analyze themes and stuff yet, just watch the movie and like and <laughs> yeah. you know you know just just enjoy yourself. Um, and so there's a lot of like. Like, 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 really, really interesting things that I want to that, that, that you know I wanted to start thinking about while I was watching it. But I, but anyway, so um, I, I there are there are a couple things, especially toward the beginning, uh, that I think are maybe too convenient just to make s- setups and getting things rolling, going, you know, happening. Um, there, there are a couple of um, the callbacks and dramatic beats that we talked about that I thought might have been going just a little bit too far. Um, and that's, that's kind of, and, and that's, that's kind of my biggest thing is just kind of, kind of reservations that I'm not even, I, I, I mean, like, I just feel like I haven't gotten to digest it enough yet to decide if these are problems. Right. But I, but I do, but I do have a, a big question, uh, toward the end, um, where, I don't know, there, there are a couple places where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure why that happened except for the sake of plot convenience. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong about it because the movie is really smart overall. It, but even despite potentially those flaws, I really liked these people. So it doesn't, it's not going to kill the movie like at all. No, no, no. It gets the story and the characters so right that it's hard to kill this movie. You know, it, it really kind of proves that that when you put story first and therefore characters and relationships and those kind of things first, you're on solid ground. You know, no yeah. matter what follows around that, you're on good ground. And I think this movie understands that in a, in a deep way. So it does a good job. I will tell you, uh, it is the second time I saw it. So I actually have had a second viewing and I liked it better the second time. And I, I think did, did you did you have that? Did you have any reservations that when you saw it a second time you went, oh, okay, I just missed that, or I I understand what it's doing now? Yeah, I, I no, I there weren't a lot of revelations the sec on the second viewing. It was okay. it was more that I was just relaxed and I yeah. didn't I didn't have that anxiousness that will come with the first viewing of something you want to love, you know, because when you go to something like this and you're a Star Wars fan or whatever. You you want it to be good, or J.J. Abrams or fan, J, which is actually more the case for me. Is I'm I actually more of a J.J. Abrams fan even than a Star Wars fan. I'm a fan of both. But, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, that's I, see. That's so interesting. You say that because one of the things I was so impressed with was that a lot of the problems that uh, he had making Star Trek were not were not present. Here. He's learned. 
He's like learned he learned a lot. he learned a lot from yeah. that stuff. Now, having having said that, part of the reason he had some of those problems with Star Trek is because he wanted to make a Star Wars movie, and <laughs> it's true. so he made his Star Trek movie a little bit too much like a Star Wars movie, and then it had a whole lot of Star Wars homages and stuff. And now suddenly he gets to make Star Wars. But if he had it to do all over again, he would make a consummate Star Trek movie. He'd be like, "I'm really sorry about that." <laughs> Yeah, I think now right. I get to actually make Star Wars. No, but, but I mean, like, like um, the the Star Trek movie banked really hard on nostalgia, and this movie is using nostalgia in a much smarter way than that did, and it and it's not manipulating the audience in the way that Star Trek 09 kind of did. Yeah, I agree, and I, I guess I just say that to say I, in the first showing, I have a lot of that internal like, oh, I hope this is good. I hope this is good. Second showing, I loved it already. I already know it's good. Now I just get to right. watch and I get to revisit. That's the other thing. And and Danae, you and your husband Justin said this as soon as it was over. Like, when can we watch this again? Yeah, you know, for like, real. I, I want to go see back those in so bad. Again. I actually wrote that down. I want to go back into the world. Like, I really. Yeah. It's like when everybody flipped out about Avatar and they wanted to live on whatever the planet was mm-hmm. called. Can't yeah. remember. Uh, Pat. Pandora, maybe pa- Pandora. Yeah. yeah, and people were like, "When are we gonna have?" Yeah, they a wanted they park? wanted to live on they wanted to live on the music genome project. <laughs> yeah, it was it was legit. People were like getting depressed because they <laughs> wanted to go back into the world so bad, and it, like there was like these like psychological papers that were released about what happens when people uh, get really caught up in a world, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, I'm like, I want to be back in that world now. Specifically, well, the difference is this movie earns it. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, um, <laughs> I want to be back in a world that I saw there where, you know, um, th- there's a battle of good for evil. And I, I think I w- I'm going to be on the good side and I'm pretty sure we're going to win. Don't know, you know, because there's a, there's a lot going on. Like, don't give in, at any point. If I entered into this movie, I'm in danger. <laughs> like, you know, I don't get to just like hang out with people and, you know, drink fun things at a whatever oh that was either bar the bar scene was the other thing that kind of bugged me there was like this one particular scene where they just they zoomed through it too fast so I'm like sit in the scene i want to look around oh i see when, you when want movies a 3D, do that you want a 3d rendering yeah let me go back in there well, and i mean they and they oh. gave us online a 3d rendering of jakku i don't know if you guys saw that oh no, i missed that but oh it's so cool oh. you get you get to like 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 so so it's it's like you're on a speeder i mean it's first person so it's not showing you the like like any vehicle but like it's moving through the landscape of Jakku, and you're able to take your mouse and spin 360 and look at every oh, that's part of fun. it. And it, yeah, and all I wanted was an Oculus Rift headset, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, like. But yeah, so so you want that for the bar scene? I want, yeah. Well, there's this one particular scene, and there's just you know, it, 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 you've got these different characters, and there's all these. You could tell they have these different things that are in there, like set pieces. And I just want to take a second and look at it. I want to like, right? I, I want to see what. Uh, and we do get to go around. They do like move the ca- the camera around. We do get to stay inside that environment for long enough for me to kind of peek around a little bit. But um, but anyway, uh, we usually have to do like one more thing. Should we do one more thing about the movie? So yeah, one thing one you haven't gotten thing. to mention yet. One last thing that that you want to mention about the movie before we kind of move on. I have one ready to go. My one more thing is that I thought that this is going to amplify the acting again. But I thought that they did a really great job, both the director and the actors taking direction of showing us what it looks like to have a good battle of the force, good and evil in many different ways. If you know how the force can be used, the dark side can be used to manipulate and, you know, read minds and move things around and choke out. It's all the stuff we've seen before, but they did such a good job of making it so realistic and they pull you in and these, and these these actors and actresses do such a fantastic job and the way that this the the scenes are shot of really making it realistic for us because we have nothing to compare it to in our real world <laughs> you know <laughs> no that's a great point cuz when you've got a battle of the minds going on it can pro- it could be really ridiculous but it was really really fantastic so i wanted to make sure to highlight that what about you cap what's your one one more thing uh, it, it did something that I think is really, really important, and uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm so glad to see it. And that is, this is a straight up family film. Yeah. 
and it, I mean, like you know, it, obviously it it's got it's got its darkness and it's got its violence, but it never goes any farther than the originals did. Yeah. And of course, those are those are thought of kind of the quintessential sit down with your family and watch them yep. kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did a top ten list a year or two ago. Um, with with my uh, with my wife of uh, like like movies that you should bring your kids up with, and Star Wars was number one for the both of us. Uh, we took my five year old, and he was just in awe the whole time. I bring your five year old, bring your four year old. I think most kids could handle this material. Um, I like 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 it's it, that was so important to me, and I'm really glad that they nailed that. That like the, 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 this is Danae. You talked about the hype earlier. Uh, everybody's gonna go see this movie, and everybody should. And that's really exciting to me. I, just, just in. Oh, it's also appropriate for me. Um, you were talking about the bar scene. Jason cracked up every time a funny alien was on screen. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and my wife and I were just giddy watching him because I mean, like they would show just some like really bizarre, like hefty looking, like lumbering kind of, and Jason would just crack up in the seat next to us, and that was so much fun to watch. Yeah, I I really feel like this movie is going to break records in a way we we haven't seen since mm-hmm. Avatar. Like, I, I really think because it's so good, for one, and because it's so universal, we could be we could be in a situation where a month or two from, and because it's one you want to revisit, yeah, yeah, yeah. where a month or two from now it's still selling out. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's, Aaron, it's Titanic all over again. This movie will be in the theater for four to six months. Well, here's the difference, though. Here's the difference with Titanic. Do you know what Titanic made its entire opening weekend? It was like twenty million dollars. Like it was not an opening weekend hit. So to have, no, but then it got giant, right? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So to have it already be giant and maybe still have that momentum like and, that, and Titanic, it will stay. It will stay in the theater forever. Like, that, but that's why I make that comparison. Is that right, like, Titanic right. was right. in the theater for half a year. This will be in the theater for half a year. I hope so because it is a like, perfect example. Like you said, is it is such a great family film. Every single scene. The entire movie from start to finish, I'm just I'm thinking of more and more scenes that I that I looked at. It wasn't just one boring long take of this storyline. It was just a very great mixture of different adventures melding together. I think anybody can enjoy that. And I will get to my one more thing, but it is interesting that it's PG-13. It sure feels like it could have been PG. I agree with that. Could have been PG, especially. Yeah, that that bugs me. I hate that that happened because I and, and you know. We're all thinking of the same scene, but I still right. don't think that even with that, it had to be PG thirty because, like, they, they like they don't show anything. I just, you and I, I are thinking. Know. You and I are thinking of the same scene. Danae is looking confused. So I have she's no not... idea what you're talking about because I can't. Oh, okay, think, well, well, I can't think of anything. We'll talk about... But what frustrates me is that they make some movies PG thirteen that should not be PG thirteen that you oh, yeah, do no, not want to take your children to. So well, I don't know. well, just wait, just wait till Suicide Squad comes out because they're talking about that being like the furthest reaches of PG thirteen. That will be what Rated R was in 1998, and it bugs me that we can do that. Yeah. But then Star Wars has to be PG thirteen. I mean, like, like because the because uh, the the third prequel film was the first PG thirteen Star Wars, and that and frankly that made sense. Like it it, it kind of needed to be. Yeah. But then this. I don't, yeah, I don't understand that. That bugs Yeah, me. I don't get it either. All right, very that quickly. That ain't right. My one last thing is this had perhaps the most exhilarating and incredible one-shot space battle scene I have ever seen. Like, there, there is a, yeah. there is this one shot that happens, this tracking shot that blew my mind both times I saw it. I like the second time I was waiting for it. I was like I'm going I'm going to watch this like a hawk. It is <laughs> incredible. It is mind-blowing. I know so, which one you're talking about. Yeah, and when I, I saw it happening I was like this is so good. <laughs> it was a there are some really brilliant shots in this. Yeah. So we also wanted to let you guys know as we're kind of obviously we loved this movie. Um I, we also wanted to talk just real briefly about uh our trailer experience because um uh, as you may know, we do not like to watch trailers or spoilers before we go to the movies. At least today and I don't. And I uh, don't. Cap, what you do trailers because you do uh, conversations on trailers and that kind of stuff on your channel, right? I I do, yeah, somewhat begrudgingly, but yeah. yeah, I do. So what we did today is Aaron and I sat down and watched the teaser trailer one and two and the official trailer, and we also were able to watch the reaction trailer uh, where the. Daisy Ridley and John Boyega have yeah, separate reactions. Specifically, to the John Boyega's reaction to the official trailer was fantastic. 
And so we wanted to kind of just briefly go into the chat about our thoughts on the trailers after we've already seen the movie and it was our first time to see them. I think to me it it proved two things. One, they're still making amazing trailers. That that third actual trailer the that they trailer? did is goosebumps, breathtaking so work. Like it's a great trailer. It was. Second, it also convinces me even more. I didn't want to see it before I saw the movie. Me like too. I'm watching some of the scenes in that trailer. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't see that until I saw the movie. Yeah, I, you know, every single scene there. I was looking at the different scenes because you know you never know if it's really going to be the movie. So I was looking for consistency, and I was like in my head doing a little check mark. Yep, that was in it. Yep, that was in it. Yep, that was in it. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. remembering the different scenes and how they pieced the story together. You know that they chose in the official trailer to to tell the story. Like I, it was like, who are you? And they're, they're talking about the girl Ren, and she's like, I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, and then to think about the whole movie arc and. You know, all these different things. We also may have, in watching these trailers, identified a spoiler mm-hmm. for the next movie. That's true. Yeah. And that yeah, that made me angry. <laughs> I was like, I can't even watch the trailer after the movie uh, show. Like, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, see, I'm never doing this again. Uh, He's like, you guys got this segment one time. Yeah, we've done it one time. One time. <laughs> and we, never again. Never again. Never again are we doing the trailing trailer segment. The trailing trailer. I'd like to say something about the trailers, too. Um, the I, I was... I was uh, really impressed that most of what we had seen, even in like the bigger trailers, um, or at least like, like a lot of the shots that were like ingrained in everybody's brains from seeing trailers over over the months, was all in not just the first act, but like the first ten minutes. Oh, interesting. You know, like, that there is- was a lot of that where, where where I was watching the first ten minutes, going, "Oh wait, I've seen that image, and I've seen that image," and I'm like, "Oh, you guys, you because I everybody thought when the when the teaser trailer came out that they were just showing us everything, like like pieces. No, just just little because we didn't get very much, just little snippets of what they had shot so far, and they it, it was it was more tactical than that. They showed us little pieces of the first five ten minutes of the movie. Like yeah. they didn't want they they just didn't want to spoil too much. Also. People went crazy about the new droid, and we didn't even talk uh, about BB-8 yet. No, no, and and uh, and they and they so earned that. Like he's been merchandised like crazy, and he's like he's like everybody's everybody thinks he's cute, and and I didn't know that they would do anything with him or that he wouldn't be irritating, and they totally won he, me over with that yeah. with that droid. Yeah, yeah, that was the part I was that was the part I was most worried about because that you know that droid. It, you couldn't help but be spoiled. I mean, he was all over the place, merchandising and everywhere. You you saw BB-8. You at least knew what he looked like, right? And I was like, you know, I, and they're gonna try only... to force me to like another robot. And I I just I fell in love with that little dude. What know? I liked about it is that in the trailer, he's really not prevalent. Like he's not like just plastered everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not about him. Um, I got to no, get but... to know him in the movie. But importantly, it was the first image anybody had really besides the the desert of Jakku. Yeah, yeah, and, no, that's and true. so everybody was like, "Oh, this." And and I think, uh, like, like I don't know if I'm the only one, but I saw that and was like, "Okay, they're just showing us little pieces of what they have already. That droid's not going to be anything. Like he's going <laughs> to, like, like they're they're just like, look, we have droids in Star Wars. And then you go see the movie and you're like, oh wait, that's like a character and stuff. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And props. I wasn't to expecting BB-8. that because I, I figured C three PO and R two D two would be all over it again, and then yeah. this, and then this guy, just like our human characters, is kind of the next one yeah. we're supposed to care about. Yeah, passing of the torch for sure. Yep. All right, let's finish out with uh, some quick buried treasure. Now, Cap, I know you've kind of rushed into this, so you may not have, uh, you know, something to to tell people about that. Oh God, uh, I'll try to think of something. That's fine. I can go first. Um, I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to be talking probably about movies for my buried treasure uh, for a little bit here because I've come through a season where I've seen so many that a lot of people haven't seen or might not take the time to see uh, because it's award season and these screeners come and um, this one I think will eventually uh, go wide but I'm not sure because I think it was actually released uh, technically over the summer but it's called Room and it stars Brie Larson and it is a movie uh, and I don't I actually don't want to give too much away but it's a movie about her and her little boy and how their life experience uh, was, I'm just going to say, so different than most people's life experience and how that impacts them once that changes. Um, it is based on a book, uh, and it was so good and so compelling and so well done. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's just called. It's not called The Room. It's just called Room, R-O-O-M. So one to 
to look out for if you can find a way to see it. <laughs> and to not be confused with that movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, today, mine is another app. This one's called Mindly, M-I-N-D-L-Y. This is a free version. The The full version is like $6, which if you have Google Rewards app, um, over the course of the last couple of months, I've now got almost like 15 or $16 that I have in free just for answering questions. Um, so I can usually go ahead and get the full version. I didn't get the full version of this one because they allow you to uh, make three mind maps so it's just another way of thinking about organization uh it's very visual if you've ever tried to make a to-do list or you have a big project and maybe, maybe the project is to do a live show but that requires like all these other things that need to get done too mm-hmm. and then it just drills it down into these circles so you know one circle might have seven different circles attached to it and one of the things might be find a venue and so you click on the next circle and that 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 one becomes big find venue and then you can add all these other circles around it of different options and it's a mind map app so if you've ever done anything with mind mapping you kind of have an idea of what to expect with this but i've really enjoyed the way that they've put this app together it's smart it's smooth uh you can do color coordinating and it's easy to be pretty comprehensive. So whether you're doing for homework or a project or to-do lists or whatever it might be, if you like visual mapping instead of just lists, this is a really neat option. And again, it's called Mindly, M-I-N-D-L-Y. Um, and it is a free app, but you can only do three mind maps. And then you have to get the full version or go ahead and complete one of them before you go on. So um, that is my little buried treasure for today. What about you, Cap? Did you come up with something? Well, uh, I know I'm kind of the geek when I'm on this show, but do you guys do you guys mind if I talk about something that's not remotely geeky? Feel free, man. At, at all, like like this is going to be a strange thing for me to talk about. But well, uh, I didn't talk this, about anything girly, so <laughs> this, <laughs> this is so. Uh, next time today, we should like switch places one of these days. Like I'll be the girl and you be the geek. Deal. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. We should totally do that. And then and then today we'll be like, wow, Cap, you. I like like you're like married and stuff. You make a great girl, dude. That's... Anyway, um, so I so I want to talk. That would not happen. I want to talk about um an app that I've been using. I, I've been wanting to recommend this somewhere, and I haven't done it on the channel because it is again, it's not geeky at all. So this is like the one place I'm gonna get a chance to maybe mention this. Uh, I'm using an app right now called My Fitness Pal, and mm-hmm. I am I have been calorie counting for the last three weeks, and I have lost twelve pounds in three weeks. Yeah, MyFitnessPal is a great resource for counting calories and exercise and, you know, keeping track. I think a lot of people don't realize that the key to being healthy in that way is just paying attention, you know, and MyFitnessPal yeah, helps I mean, you like, pay attention. I just- I just live by it now. Um, you log, you log everything, and uh, you know, you know, people have. I've heard people say for years, you know, like, 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 you don't, you don't need any like really complex system. You just need to count your calories. But the problem is figuring out what the calorie count is of different foods. And keeping track of it and writing it down, it feels time-consuming. It's a waste of time for people. Um, the the reason that uh, that I'm finally doing it now is because I would feel like an idiot not to. It's so easy. Uh, what this what this does is uh, you go to um, for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, or snack, and you look up uh, whatever it is that you're. That that you're going to eat. I always log things before I eat them so that I really know that I'm not going to go over. And uh, you, and it, it has everything you can imagine in its system, including stuff from restaurants. Oh, yeah. Like, I've actually been eating out more since I got this app, and I've been, like, more healthy and losing weight. Of course, I've also been working out a lot, too. Um, and I and I find myself more, <clears throat> excuse me, I find myself more motivated to work out because there's a goal for it now. Um, it's not just generically, oh, be more healthy, it's, well, I've got a party to go to tonight, and I've only got 600 calories left in my day, and I know there's going to be a lot of food there, I better go work out at the gym for half an hour so that I burn some calories and I have enough enough space, right. so that I'm not, you know, you know so, 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 it's, it's, so that's absolutely fantastic, but I mean, like, you can, um, 
but, but like, but like, you know, you can, you can look up like burritos from Chipotle and pizza from Pizza Hut and like, um, and, and it makes you, uh, like, like a lot more, uh, like, like savvy and, um, like knowledgeable about how healthy or unhealthy certain foods are. Um, like, like, like it's been really eye opening for me. Um, but I absolutely, I, I live by it. I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to go back now. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. In fact, uh, you can't, well, two things. Number one. You don't even have to enter things. Sometimes you can just scan them with your camera. Yes, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done it that way, but yeah, you, yeah, you can do that. The it's, other it's thing really cool. is when we, because we do home cooked meals a lot, you can actually build a meal, tell it what's in the meal and what the you know percentage that you know, like so, say it's lasagna or whatever, and we usually cut it into twelve pieces. Well, you just tell it all the ingredients, and then that there's twelve portions. And it'll tell you how much, how many calories in each portion, you know. So, so Aaron, you're using you're using it too. Oh yeah, I've used my fitness pal for probably three years, three or four years. And like, do you keep up with it daily? I, I do not anymore. No, I don't. And that's consequently. <laughs> oh okay. Had an okay. impact on my life. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to pry. Like, like no, the reason fine. I wasn't sure if I should bring this up is I guess it's kind of a personal thing. But sure, I'm just, yeah. Like, I, but I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy with it, and no, I, it's really like, good. I feel like it. I feel like an idiot for having not used it before. And the other thing that's really cool is I'm not eating all that differently from like, like I still eat anything I want to. I just don't eat as much. Yeah, you know, exactly I just, right. I just eat a lot less. But I mean, like, I've lost weight eating pizza and tacos yep. and cake, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really, it really does bring home how it really is a calorie game. You know, it really is about the energy that you are putting in your body. Now, there are other health issues that come from the types of food you eat, but oh, as course. far as weight, sure. you know, and as far as that that part of the health, yeah. It's, but it's it also tells game. you if you like how much sugar you've had and protein and stuff. Well, and, and that's like, I yeah, yeah, and, and like, 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 it's really nice because you can see if you've gone too far over and stuff, and you, and you realize, oh, I'm going to get diabetes if I'm not careful. I'm well, I was just going to say, you know? I was like, just going to say that's huge for my son who has, you know, uh, type two di- diabetes, uh, juvenile diabetes. Oh, I didn't know uh, because, that because because he knows his carbs and he has to count those for how much insulin he gives himself. So, you know, it's 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 helpful in a lot of ways. So I'm I'm glad you brought it up, man. That's that's yeah. good stuff. Well, this has been a really fun show. Thank you so much for those who are have joined us live in the chat during the recording of this episode of Sift Pop for Star Wars. As we mentioned earlier, we are going to do a spoiler episode. So if you would like to, please consider checking that in your Sift Pop podcast feed. A special thanks to those um, who support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. You can kind of see all the different things that we've got going on in our podcast network there. And uh, a couple reminders, uh, 2016 Sift Pop will only be in the Sift Pop feed. So if you found Sift Pop through the Shoe the Dough podcast, you will need to subscribe to that. Plus, new podcast coming in 2016, thanks to you. Yeah, we've got some really fun stuff on the horizon. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you so much for your support, for you know helping us out, making this show possible. Thanks again to Captain Logan uh, for coming on today. Captain Logan, if people want to find you, best place is Geekvolution on YouTube. Geek Solution on YouTube. Oh, and today you you're a great piano player. I'm really enjoying your piano playing right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, this is all live. This is all happening right now. <laughs> Thanks again, and uh, I'm gonna keep ignoring my fitness pal so I can be like BB-8 and just kind of roll my body <laughs> along the ground on top of my head. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> <laughs>